0: and go on this crazy journey. I can't wait to see what infinite possibilities you manifest into your life. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Lately, and it's usually around this time of year that this happens, I've been exploring my ancestral baggage. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but it's very informational. It's actually very empowering as well. We get entangled in our ancestral baggage. We're actually born with ancestral baggage. There's memories within the cells of your body and being that hold memories of empowerment, memories of trauma. And these memories can influence your behaviors, can influence your present moment can influence the way you think, the way you act. We're constantly being influenced and so often people look at the external influence all around them and then they also know that childhood experiences influence them as well. But we can even go back further. We have ancestral baggage that we carry that can go back many lineages and it's important to detach and untangle ourselves from this ancestral baggage here's an interesting study they've tested mice where they would release a scent of cherry blossom smell and at the same time they would shock the mice and over time Anytime they smelled the scent, they would start running away immediately, even if they weren't shocked because the scent triggered the pain. And research has also shown that the next generation also experienced this trauma just by smelling the cherry blossoms. This also occurs within us. Your great-great-great-grandmother or great-great-great-grandfather could have experienced something very traumatic. And that trauma is held within your cells even though it didn't occur or happen to you. But because you are a part of that vibration, that lineage of energy, that gets encoded and when it gets encoded you experience that trauma on some degree what that looks like and it's very fascinating to me how this works and i always even talk to my husband because i've reconnected with some family even though we're not technically blood we've experienced a lot of the same trauma we act very similar to one another And it's very fascinating, and it's because even if we're not blood, we experience similar upbringing from the ancestral lineage that that cause of trauma occurred from. And so even though it's not imprinted in my DNA from that particular person in my life, but this particular person raised me from when I was a child and this family member was blood with that person and they were raised by parents that had this trauma trait that was passed down to them. Of course we're gonna have similar behaviors and personality traits. And so what I've been doing lately is I've been sitting with, what would it be like to let go of that part of my identity, that trauma, that experience? What would it be like to untangle myself from that ancestral baggage? We're constantly doing work on ourselves. And when we start thinking about this untangled process, releasing the influence. This is where a next level of awakening occurs. The awakening process is freaking messy and it's dirty and it's hard and it's hurtful sometimes. And then sometimes it's extremely uplifting. It's extremely freeing if you can get through the mess. Because what's happening is you're getting an opportunity to experience your wholeness, your vibration with connection to oneness without all that freaking noise. And the more that you give yourself permission to feel your own energy without that junk, there's an opportunity to experience a new identity because we put masks on. Those masks are influenced by everything that's occurring all around you. Those masks are also influenced by your ancestral lineage. Those masks are influenced by previous experiences along your soul's path. Those masks are also influenced and put on by societal consciousness as well. And the more you give yourself permission to actually consider what you would be like without those masks, without that baggage, you start to just energetically entangle some of the mess. Now, does it untangle everything all at once? Absolutely not. Consciousness assists with just looking at that. So once you start even like thinking about it, even just listening to this podcast, like getting our brains wrapped around this concept, you start to untangle some of the energy. Now there's more entanglement to occur. And one of my favorite ways to untangle ancestral mess is working with the Akashic Records. This is something I teach. This is something I love. I can lean in and ask my guides, ask my support system what and how this entanglement is affecting my identity, how and what I can do to release the entanglement, how I can release the identity, how I can move forward. Is there a lot of story to get into? Is there not? What is the story? What is the illusions of this? How can I find different levels of forgiveness? And Some of these questions that I am sitting with, you can also sit with, even if you don't have access to the records. Another way that I like to release some of these entanglements through the DNA and through the trauma of the DNA and all that other stuff is I like to activate and restructure the DNA. This is something that I also do. This is something I do on a consistent basis because we have so many cells within our body and being. And when we have the opportunity to restructure and activate the DNA to release memories that are a positive impact and a positive influence, we're gonna take on those. And then we also have an opportunity to release some of the memories and let them go. So they're not harbored in your energy signatures, so they're influencing your behaviors. And so this is also a really an important part of the awakening process. And if you want to learn more about either one of these things, you can go to my website. It's theamirobeson.com. But those are just two things. Another thing that I really enjoy doing is practicing yoga. Yoga completely saved my life my teachings are very highly influenced by yoga and when we hear yoga most people think of stretching your body and rolling out your yoga mat and breathing on your mat and that's one small fraction of yoga what i'm talking about here is yoga philosophy leaning into ancient scripture leaning into the philosophy of thinking about the way energy works, how energy is influenced and what I can do with that. And so that's one of the things that I really lean into as well. And then one more thing, which is also very much part of yoga is breath and meditation. I have been so influenced in the past by childhood trauma that that trauma has come up in many ways for me to address and sometimes it comes and it smacks me right in the face and then I got to deal with it it can show up as chronic pain of some sort through injury that's been created for me to stop and observe what's happening energetically and emotionally internally because I'm not willing to look at it. I'm more willing to look at it now, but my body and my system is so used to being in a cycle of fight or flight that that's how it understands how to heal trauma, which is something that I'm currently trying to release myself from. And I have released myself from a good bit of it, but there's a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more to look at. And I've had my dance with chronic pain. And if you have ever experienced chronic pain in any sort, and chronic pain is defined that you are experiencing some level of pain for three months straight, and it's consistent. And I'll go through these bouts where I'm in chronic pain, and then all of a sudden I'm out of it. And it's because I've done the work to get out of it, but there's these loops of cycle that the pain, and this is a pattern that my ancestors have, (laughs) that pain is experienced in a particular way. And so that's the cycle that I'm working on right now is releasing from that loop of chronic pain When I'm talking about chronic pain, it could be one or more areas. So for me, I've injured my hip in the past, and I was in chronic pain for close to a year and a half, two years, and then that cycle ended. And then I injured my neck, and then I was in pain for quite some time, and then that cycle ended. And then even when I was pregnant, I had some major, major health issues when I was pregnant. And pregnancy is a whole different beast in itself, but I had some really weird things happen to me when I was pregnant. And it had to do with past life influences as well and ancestral influences, but that was another cycle of chronic pain. And so for me, I love that I have the tools to get out of it, but there's a deeper yearning of what it would look like to completely release myself from those cycles all together. And the cycles, for me, get better and better each year. And as a human, we are going to injure ourselves, we're gonna have things happen, but how quickly can we bounce back and how quickly can we feel better? I wanna encourage you as you're navigating this upcoming holiday season, there's a lot of ancestral stuff that can come forward for us to look at. If you're willing to look at it with great curiosity, knowing that you may be triggered and a trigger is an invitation to heal, can you get super curious about what patterns of influence has your ancestors your family have created for you and your identity? And can you start to release those patterns so you no longer have to have that as a part of your identity? And then the next part is, is very complicated. And, and I know that I've done a lot of work with this where energetically, I was holding a lot of pain for my ancestors. And for me, this was held a lot in my neck. And when I realized how much pain I was holding onto from my ancestors in my neck, I really start to look at what would it be like to not have to hold their pain anymore? And then there was a lot of sorrow that happened because I didn't want to hurt them by not holding their pain, which is super complicated to think about. Think about that for a second. What would it be like to allow someone that you love hold their own pain? You don't get to process it. You don't get to hold it. And imagine if you've been holding that pain all of your life. It's a big thing to wrap your head around. And this also occurs in immediate family. There could be someone in your immediate family, siblings, parents, grandparents. These can also be guardians that have been injured. And when I say injured, it could be physically, mentally, emotionally injured in some way, shape or form and you hold their pain, you hold their sorrow, you hold their stuff. And that's the entanglement part that we wanna start releasing. It's easier to see it more on immediate family than let's say six generations back because it's really hard, you've never met those people. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but it's really hard to start to see where that entanglement lies. But if you look back at just your generational connections that you have here in this lifetime that you have met, what are some patterns that you're holding on to that aren't yours? And can you kindly give them back? And when I say kindly give them back, it's simply acknowledging it's not yours and going, this isn't mine to hold on to anymore and then energetically giving permission to release it, energetically putting up a boundary where you're not taking it on anymore. And these energetic boundaries have to be enforced and put in place on a consistent basis, especially in the beginning. But it's a very fascinating experience to have and to release yourself from Today, I just wanted to have a really honest conversation about these things, because I don't think many people talk about it in terms of I'm um, energetically being held down by the ancestral baggage that has been gifted to me. And I'm going to put that in quotations, gifted to me, <laughs> gifted to me in some way, shape, or form from my ancestors. And I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and you don't have to that's the thing. And, you know, sometimes we separate ourselves from our families in order to get clear on what that looks like and feels like, but sometimes that's not even feasible either. And so I do want to encourage you to do this work if you're being called to do it. If you're interested and you want to know how to hold boundaries, There's a fabulous episode that you can listen to here on the podcast. I will have that link in the show notes for this episode, so you can go and check out that episode. Also, I want to encourage you to just take time to breathe and meditate. The more that you breathe, the more that you meditate, the more you'll find inner peace and what's going on within you. One other thing that I want to encourage you also to do is don't take it too serious. And what I mean by that is, is don't allow these practices I'm suggesting to rule your entire day, your entire month, your entire year, because that's not healthy either. I think so often the spiritual community is so focused on healing, 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 they forget to have fun. We're meant to also find balance. And so just look at this a little, Let it sit, come back to it again, go have fun, live your human experience, and then come back as you're getting curious about things so that you can find a good balance of healing, flow, and presence. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish you all a very, very, very amazing day. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And share this with a friend. All right, bye. Yay, you've made it to the end of the show. That shows me that you are committed to evolving and creating the life you truly love and desire. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Make sure you click the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. We have shows going out semi weekly and also